Irish sayings. Uh, this one I found. It's may may the cat eat you and may the devil eat the cat. Uh, this is means the speaker wishes that a cat would gobble down his enemy like a can of fancy feast, and that the devil eat them both. It's a reference or a surefire sentence to hell. Uh, two people shorten the road. There's another Irish saying. This one's a little bit nicer, I think. Uh, basically, it means company makes the journey fly. As well, That's good enough. Uh, story horse. What does it mean if an Irish person comes up to you and says, Story horse. Uh, move aside wishbone. What's the story horse? An abbreviated, uh, abbreviated as story horse is how you ask a buddy what's up. It's a less breezy greeting than its American counterpart and invites the other person to really dive into what's been going on in life. On me Todd. Uh, a lonely, a lonely lad says, I'm on me Todd, if he's riding solo at the bars at night, or alone in general. Interesting. Acting the maggot. Okay. <laughs> a maggot's a disgusting little worm thing here in America that, and it's probably the same thing in Ireland, but. Friends messing around being obnoxious. They're acting the maggot. So if you and your friends are goofing around and being obnoxious, 
you're acting a ma- the maggot. Uh, you, you son is your son today, but you, your daughter is your daughter forever. So I guess it means you can disown your son, but you can't get rid of your daughter or something. Uh, let's see, what is it? According to this old saying, a man is only a son until he takes a wife. Oh, okay. But a daughter... As a daughter gets older, she will stay near the family. Interesting. This is one I shared with my uncle. He's actually born on St. Patty's Day. It says, we're sucking diesel now. It didn't sound really great when I first read it, but... <laughs> when things It means when things are going exceptionally well, and you've found success... Not by luck, but by your own merit. Pat yourself on the back by saying, I'm sucking diesel. Or celebrate that your Oldsmobile diesel started up for what? <laughs> One last time. Um, Christ on a bike. Oh, this, was a, this ought to be interesting. Considered blasphemy by some Christians, but the odd phrase is a way of saying, I can't believe what I'm seeing. So if you're in Ireland and someone comes up and says, Christ on a bike? That means they can't believe what they're seeing. State OU. A popular exclamation used in Inner Dublin... Look at the state of you implies that a person's attire or personal hygiene, intoxication level, or general demeanor is worrisome. Alright, that's a good one. We'll end with that one. State of you and I'm sucking diesel. So, those are your Irish sayings for the day. I'm going to light the ceremonial stogie. Uh, We're going to talk about a little little teensy bit about... uh, the one-year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve uh, in regards to Governor Cuomo's Emmy Award, how that's related. Uh, Instagram's fact-checkers, Biden's going to hold his first press conference. The My Pillow guy is going after Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. And the Democrats want to push Medicare for all. So, listen to this little guitar jam while I fire one up.
so we got this uh, one year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. You remember that? Uh, it was, we we're supposed to, <laughs> one year ago, as of yesterday, one year ago today, or yesterday, the president, um, many, a governor, and so on, said that we needed to shut everything down for 15 days, hunker down in your homes, and flatten the curve. If we stayed indoors for 15 mere days, we would flatten the curve of this virus instead of it being a big spike in deaths like this, the Spanish flu of 1919, we would flatten the curve and then we'd be set free. Our hospitals would not be overrun with COVID patients and blah, blah, blah. And then they said, well, you know, whoa, back, whoa, Nelly. That ain't what we really meant. That 15 days was to buy us time to come up with a plan. Now, you know, Trump bought us some time by shutting down travel from other countries. And he was called bigoted. He was called xylophonic. All these other things. Because he shut down travel from China where the virus or originated. But one year later, a lot of places are still under lockdown. Um, new cases have dropped dramatically. Hospitalizations have dropped dramatically. It's not saying that people aren't dying, aren't getting sick, but it's still a major change from where we were a year ago. But basically, long, long and shorts of it, the government fibbed. From Trump and Fauci on down to states and whatnot. They said 15 days and then we'll set you free. Uh, you know, based on what could have happened, we were supposed to have 4 million deaths with no, lit no mitigation. I started to say litigation. With no mitigation, 4 million dead Americans. With some mitigation... Uh, only 2 million. Now, now, meanwhile, back at the ranch, there are not 2 million dead Americans. Now, this is, this disease is not going anywhere, people. It's going to mutate just like the seasonal flu. I've heard some people say the flu we have now is the same flu that they had in 18 or 1918 or 1919, whenever the Spanish flu happened. And this is all, everything we have now are just mutations of that.
Anyway, the moral to my story was we've had one year since 15 days to flatten the curve. In that time, Governor Cuomo was the hero to all of the liberals. He was the classic example. Uh, Billy Crystal referred to him as America's governor. Now, that's a play on something that happened on 9-11. Rudy Giuliani was referred to as America's mayor for the way he took charge and led uh, the city of New York and the, the way he was just randomly, he came out of the Twin Towers after one tower had collapsed and held an impromptu sort of press conference in the street <laughs> there. <clears throat> and he was on TV just telling people to stay calm, you know, follow the orders of the police and the fire department. So they're trying to compare Cuomo to him. This has never happened before. The Emmys, okay, these award shows are so politicized anymore. But the Emmys gave Governor Cuomo an award that, to me, it seemed like she was more meant to be like a lifetime achievement award. But they said he did such a great job with his press conferences. And there was a video montage that they edited together with uh, sort of celebrities, uh, <clears throat> Spike Lee, Rosie Perez, who I don't know what makes her a celebrity, celebrity anymore. She hasn't been a celebrity since 1992 and the movie White Men Can't Jump. Very good Wesley Snipes, a young Wesley Snipes and... Uh, a young Woody Harrelson movie about basketball. And she was like the third or fourth supporting cast in that movie. But I guess she's still considered famous. Billy Joel, legendary rock musician. Billy Crystal, legendary comedian. Robert De Niro, just legendary actor. Ben Stiller. And, of course, John Stewart. They all did their best to kiss Governor Cuomo's ass in this uh, Emmy montage of the uh, celebs patting Cuomo on the back. Are they going to take his Emmy back now that we found out he lied and that 15,000 senior citizens died because of Cuomo's nursing home policy? Are they going to take his Emmy back because of his alleged sexual harassment allegations, which are starting to get real, real serious? I tweeted uh, every one of these celebrities and the Emmys themselves, uh, all these celebs that have a Twitter, and asked them, do they regret uh praising Governor Cuomo now that it's been proven that his policy on putting senior citizens back into nursing homes killed 15,000 people. And 
now that he's been accused by six women of sexual harassment. So, I didn't get a response from any of them, surprisingly enough. But anyways, uh, this fact-checking stuff, um, it's, it, it's like out of hand. Now, I don't know who's going through my Instagram, maybe it's, if somebody's reporting me, somebody's, you know, troll, I don't know if that's considered trolling, but somebody's going back through my Instagrams and, uh, reporting things, but I've gotten fact-checked on stuff I posted over a year ago. One of them was a prediction that Donald Trump could possibly win over 40 states in the election based on uh, the projections of August 2020. Now, of course, we know that didn't happen. You'll never convince me that the election was not stolen. But, hey, what the heck do I know? <laughs> but I'm being fact-checked on stuff that it was it was accurate, well, six months ago, a year ago. But now, you know, the election obviously happened. Trump obviously didn't win 48 states or over 40 states. And we know that. But they're asking me to delete posts that are over a year old. What is with these fact checkers? And some of the posts that I put up or uh, other people have put up that have been censored are obviously jokes, cynicism, sarcasm, which used to be a big form of humor. Now it's offensive. IDK, I don't know. Uh, Joe Biden will hold his first real, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, press conference on March 25th. Now, all that's been going on, carpet bombing Syria, uh, the revelations of the COVID virus, the downturn in the number of cases, which is what should have been celebrated, uh, in his rattling, incoherent speech the other night. Uh, <clears throat> those are things that should have been talked about. But he's held no press conferences, given very few public speeches. Uh, I don't even know if he's done any interviews. I think he may have done one interview where, with Kamala there to pick up his slack. Uh, at one point the other night, though, in his uh, speech marking the, I guess, the official one-year anniversary of the start of COVID or the first lockdowns or something, um, he said that 200 million Americans have died. Now, this isn't the first time he confused millions with thousands. He said that... Uh, in the Democratic debates, he blurted out, 150 million Americans have died since we took away the assault weapons ban under George W. Bush. That's half the country. 200 million Americans dying of the COVID, that's two-thirds of the country. 
So I, I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you're watching and listening to a ghost right now. I may be dead from COVID, according to Joe Biden, if 200 million Americans have died. But what what would the questions be that the media asks him? Are there are there going to be softballs? Heck yeah. It, in fact, it won't surprise me if it's not all scripted. Uh, you know, will they follow up with him? Will they push him? And will he respond like a grumpy old man, like he's been known to do when he is pushed by reporters, by question questionnaires, questioners? The people that ask questions at a town hall. Will he respond and call, you know, a young girl a dog-faced pony soldier? Will he challenge a fat guy to do push-ups? Will he tell a union guy, I don't work for you? When the guy said, why do you want to take away our guns? So what? what's this? If I can sit through it, I will watch it. It is the president. I am a political nerd. I will try to take... Oh, Lord, help me. I will try to sit through this and take notes and uh, probably ridicule it when all is said and done. Uh, the My Pillow Guy. The man without a name but with a pillow. My Pillow Guy. And actually, it's not really My Pillow because I don't own one, but... That's the name of his company. Oh, here we go. My, get this cigar out of my mouth so I can talk. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell announces probe into Zuckerberg Dorsey. Says they're going to jail. I I don't know if uh, Mike plans on doing a. Uh, the t if you watch the Andy Griffith show, the time uh, Goober put uh, Barney under house, or not house arrest, Goober put Barney Fife under citizen's arrest for making an illegal U-turn. I don't know. Let's see here. My, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, is investigating Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey promising that both would go to jail. Which, by the way, I think he's starting, like, his own, like, uh, like, kind of TV news network. Uh, it's like MikeLindellTV.com or something I thought I heard him say the other day. But Monday during an appearance on the Dominic Natty show, Lindell announced he had hired a team of investigators to look into... Zuckerberg and Dorsey and others that he believes are guilty of criminal activity. He said that he initially believed Zuckerberg's activities were only immoral before his investigators allegedly discovered unspecified criminal things that the Facebook CEO had taken part in. Mark, you're going to go to jail along with Jack Dorsey. You know you are, Lindell said. I mean, these guys are sick. What is wrong with them? Jack Dorsey is involved in a lot of evil. They took my Twitter. They were running my Twitter. 
not just take it down. My friends were calling me up saying, Mike, are you okay with the election now? He added. I go, no. Well, here they were retweeting things, making it look like Mike Lindell was okay with stuff. So he's accusing Twitter of taking over his account and retweeting things from his account. Uh, and then this is, um, I believe this is a Newsweek article. I'm going to cut it off there. Mike Lindell seems like a sweet guy, nice guy. Uh, and he's been caught up in a lot of stuff because he supports President Trump. Former President Trump. Uh, this was from Newsweek, by the way. You can look it up. The title of the article is My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell announces probe into Zuckerberg, comma Dorsey, comma says they're going qu says they're quote going to jail end quote. Um, but his basic m malfunction is he supports Trump. Um, and he wanted Trump to <clears throat> do everything he could to stay in office, including, you know, uh, martial law, shutting down the country, uh, going after, uh, the people who possibly stole the election, which, you know, there were a lot of irregularities in this election. I looked things up on election night myself, just like I did four years ago. And I saw, I saw in the county where Philadelphia sits that it said 100% of the vote had been counted and Trump was ahead by hundreds of thousands of votes. And then the next morning I wake up and I check and it was like, no, 93% of the votes in that county have been counted. And Trump was suddenly behind by a lot of votes. Well, four years ago, election night, Trump was ahead in Pennsylvania, shockingly. And it said the county where Philadelphia sits, right from their state secretary's website, that 100% of the votes have been counted. And it was after midnight um, so it was technically the day after the election, four years ago, five years ago, whatever you want to call it now, four and three quarters years, I don't know. But votes just kept piling in there after I saw with my own little beady little four eyes that uh, all the votes were counted. So IDK. What else is going on? There were... This is not funny. I, I apologize for laughing. Eight people were killed in... a shooting rampage at two Chinese massage parlors. Uh, this is basically a quiet neighborhood, but when you go a little further down the street, you have um, 
a massage parlor. Uh, this is, quote, called the red light district of the neighborhood. On the same block near where these people live, uh, it's near Cheshire Bridge Road um, in Atlanta. You have a, a massage par a Asian massage parlor, which anybody knows there's more than you're getting more than your back massaged at some of these places allegedly. You have a tattoo shop and a strip club. Well, gee, that's not a neighborhood where anything bad could ever happen, right? Um, one neighbor said it's for sure disturbing, but even more so if it's related to an anti-Asian factor from the COVID pandemic. Uh, there has been a rise in violence against Asians lately, but it's not all tied to uh, white supremacy and things like you would have the the media would have you believe. Now, this is going to be called a mass shooting, and it's terrible that, that eight people or six people lost their lives. Let me get my factuals straight here. Aw, there's a picture of somebody being carted out in a body bag. That's sad. Um, four people died at the first shooting at Young's Asian Massage Parlor near Ackworth, a northwest suburb of Atlanta, said uh, Captain Baker from the Cherokee County Sheriff's Department. The shooting in which a Hispanic man injured was injured was reported around 5 p.m. 547 Atlanta officers responded to a robbery at Gold Spa in the northwest part of the city where they found bodies of three women shot with shotgun no with gunshot wounds pardon me <clears throat> While the police were at the scene, they got a report of shots fired at the Aroma Therapy Spa across the street where they found the body of another woman. <clears throat> now, this could be racial, not saying that it's not. This could be somebody that just didn't get their happy ending after their massage. The police have captured the piece of trash that did this. Thank God he's not on the loose anymore. Um, a suspect identified as Robert Aaron Long, 21 of Woodstock, Georgia, was captured in Crisp County, 150 miles south of Atlanta after a manhunt. So... The thing of this is, this is going to become cannon fodder, uh, propaganda, whatever you want to call it, because you have several gun, contr gun control or gun grab or anti-gun pieces of legislation going through the Congress right now, the worst of which is H.R. 127 where there will be a public list of gun owners 
you're going to have to buy gun insurance from the government at $800 per year and you have to tell them where in your house your guns are located so when they come to take them from you they know where to look <laughs> that don't, don't make much more sense than that does it folks um, and this is tragic enough but it's going to be exploited by politicians as one a, a racist hate crime we don't have enough information to judge that yet but I guarantee you tomorrow well this morning uh, on all the crappy news outlets that will be the uh, song of the day the story of the day um, that you know guns 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 are evil every gun has a little 666 serial number let me take the cigar out so I can say that properly every gun is numbered 666 and is the mark of the beast that's how the media and the politicians will paint this um, house and the last story I want to talk to you about house democrats <clears throat> bring back Medicare for all this was one of the uh, Biden campaign promises he's he said he, you know, he Trump. I'm talking like him now for crying out loud. <laughs> he said Trump wants to take away your health care. I want to expand Obamacare. I want Medicare for all. He promised it. Let's see if he can screw us over and deliver on it. Uh, gosh knows he screwed the pooch enough, and he can barely think straight. So. Uh, the Washington Post headline reads, House Democrats bring back Medicare for all, seeking to push Biden left. Oh, yeah, because he needs to go further to the left. Uh, House Democrats on Wednesday will renew. What You know what? It, it, Wednesday is today. It's St. Paddy's Day. Any Democrat with the last name Kennedy is going to be passed out on a barroom floor by noon. Anyways, on with the article. Renewed their effort to enact Medicare for All, arguing the year-long pandemic was a wake-up call. Again, what did Rom Deadfish Emanuel say uh, when he was Obama's chief of staff? Let no good... Let no good tragedy go to waste or something like that. Um, so they want to replace the nation's fragmented health care insurance system. Yeah, right now you can buy and you can get a good job, get insurance through your employer, or you can go out and buy insurance on your own uh, and probably find a better deal. Uh, betting they can pressure President Biden to embrace government, a government-run program that he famously rejected. Now, remember, he said he wanted to expand Obamacare. Uh, everybody is seeing the chaos and the destruction that the pandemic has caused. 
you know, I, I'm not going to read any further into this because the healthcare issue has been beaten to death when we had the passage of uh, the Affordable Care Act, sometimes called Obamacare. This is my problem. You can give everybody in America access to health care, and it won't make a lick of difference. Recent, within the, the last year-ish and a half, before the pandemic even started, before the pandemic, so it's been two years, I've had two people that I know closely. One, I would say, is a friend of my mom's, but she's, you know, through association, a friend of mine. And then um, one of my fantasy football buddies. Um, I'm sorry, this is hard. They were both at the same hospital at different times, okay? They... The one had two successful brain tumor operations in a week at a world-class cancer hospital in Cleveland. Unfortunately, he picked up the COVID virus and then it turned in, somehow he manifested COVID and pneumonia. He, He went to the hospital and was put on a vent. Trach- you know, they stuck the tube down his throat to breathe for him, and they said they were going to sedate him while his body healed. At some point, the oxygen flow to his brain, as when they put the tube in and did the sedation, oxygen stopped going to his brain, and he slipped into a coma. My mom's friend. Same hospital, same situation. She was having breathing complications, no COVID. We don't know what her respiratory complications were that they needed to put her on a ventilator. Same thing as somewhere during the process of putting her on the ventilator and sedating her, the oxygen supply to her brain got cut off into a coma, lingered. Eventually, both their families had to, say, take them off life support. It's not a matter of having access to health care. Okay? Let's forget about the, the death panels associated with Obamacare. Let's forget about how much it's going to cost. Let's forget about, you know, waiting months to get treatments under some socialized medicine uh, situations in other countries. A third friend, well over, well, this last Christmas was the one year anniversary of her death, Christmas Eve, technically. She was bounced, she had government health insurance because she was poor. Bounced around hospital to hospital. Um, And my mom was talking to her December 23rd. We were planning on giving her a Christmas day. 
she was talkative, feeling better, supposedly. Um, on Christmas Eve, I got the phone call from my mother freaking out that she died. So it's not about, hey, let's give everybody free health care. Will this, how do we improve on a, a mass national scale the healthcare system for everyone? That's what I want to see. If I go, you know, it's impossible, people. Um, and all you're going to do is make government bigger. I don't want to see people die. But do you realize you can walk into any hospital that gets, you know, like federal grants or help or something like that. And they cannot deny you treatment. The kind of treatment you're going to get is going to be questionable. Um, you know, are you getting the doctor that was a straight A student at Harvard are you getting the doctor that was uh, a C minus student at Joe Bob's uh, School of Health and Beauty? You know, what doctor are you getting? What nurse are you getting? You getting the nurse that went to, you know, a, trained at a, a world class teaching hospital in Pittsburgh or Cleveland? Or are you getting one that went to the community college? You know, where your classroom doubles for the janitor's broom closet. To me, that's the healthcare debate. You know, um, and there are things to make healthcare accessible and affordable without making a government run program. It's called capitalism, it's called market. It's called letting insurance companies to compete across state lines. It's not everything. <laughs> when in the blue hell has the government done anything right? Okay, you want to bring the COVID up and say we've learned from this pandemical? Well, well, what did we learn? The government said locking everybody in their houses for 15 days would slow the spread and then we'd all be cool and free and go back to our lives. It was months and months later that they finally let restaurants open state by state. And the states that had the biggest lockdown restrictions had the most deaths, either total or per capita. M masks. We were told, oh, don't get a mask. Don't get a mask. You don't really need a mask. Then we were told Dr. Fauci was lying to us. That we, oh, you got to have a mask. Hey, one's not good enough. We're 27.385968675309 masks. The more masks, the merrier. <laughs> well, we found he was, when he said don't wear a mask, he was lying. They wanted to save the masks for the hospital workers and blah, blah, blah. But Trump quickly fixed that problem by using um, the military, um, the, the law that lets the president mandate that companies 
make and sell things strictly to the government uh, in a military crisis. Even though this wasn't really a military crisis, but that's okay. We needed, we needed PPE. We needed masks. Um, but you, you cannot show me a situation where the government getting total control over something, especially healthcare, especially in this pandemic, where it's gotten better. When they did the mask mandates. That's when you saw the spike in cases. 70% of people who caught COVID were avid mask users. I've been an avid avid mask user, but the other day I'm like, <clears throat> I'm just doing this to keep from getting dirty looks and yelled at by people. That, that's the only reason I'm putting this mask on. Last April... We were supposed to have the two deadliest weeks of the pandemic. But there was no mask mandate. We were told not to wear masks. We were told just to hide under our beds and stay in our houses. I worked those two weeks with high anxiety because the government told me I was going to die if I left my house. But my my mom wasn't working. Uh, we co-own a house even though she lives with my stepdad. I had to I had to pick it up and work extra. I was in contact with 10 to 20 people a day. That's between 50 and 100 people a week. Never got sick. You know, I did all the things. I washed my hands good every chance I got. I sanitized my work area. All of that didn't get didn't got sick. Thank, thank you, God. And you know what kept me from getting sick? A good vitamin regimen. I'll just say it. It'll get me t taken off of YouTube, but what the hell. Um, you know, I take, I've taken zinc every day for years. I take multivitamins. I take vitamin D. And uh, I take vitamin C. And I take ginseng. Uh, and I've done all that for years, along, along with like ginkgo biloba and some other things. And when this shit started to get real, this virus was like, whoa, this ain't no joke. I looked up, you know, what kind of uh, herbs and vitamins break up or kill viruses. And I added a few things to my vitamin regimen. I don't know, man. But, you know... <clears throat> the stuff that the government invented out of this uh, pandemic costs a lot more than the things I can go up, go buy off the shelf at the store. So you tell me, but it's the healthcare debate. It, to me, is not about everyone having access because everyone does have access. I myself go to. The El Cheapo Clinic, where they base your fee off of your income. I feel like I get good uh, doctoring there. I don't know. You know, I haven't been s too absurdly sick. Um, like a year or so before the pandemic... Uh, 
um, hit maybe two years ago. I was there was a, a bad chest cold thing going around, and I caught it. And I went in and got some medicine and was fine. But anyways, uh, we're gonna open up the Medicare for all debate now in this country. And the Democrats may have enough votes to get it pushed through. Um, and I think Biden will sign it if it does get pushed through. So anyways, we're coming up on 50 minutes. And I know nobody's sitting through 50 minutes to listen to me talk. So in celebration of St. Patty's Day, this is my favorite Irish folk song. It's called Roho the Rattlin' Bog. Uh, and this is the best version of it I've found. It's called, uh, five, it's on YouTube. It's called, um, just as traditional Irish singing here. Um, well, anyways, sometimes it says, you know, when it's 5 a.m. at an Irish wedding, I think is the actual YouTube, uh, Video name. Here, flee. 
And the shoe and the shoe and the leg and the leg and the feet. 